Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Good Faith Idea Exchange. For today's episode, I am sitting down with Tyler Kerrigan and Aaron Desjardins um, again. And this time we are talking about their podcast that they actually recently started. It's called Pores and Pixels. And it really just revolves around kicking back after a long day with a good drink in your hand. Maybe it's some scotch, whiskey, maybe bourbon, whatever it might be. And playing some video games, playing some games. Um, maybe it's PS5, maybe it's on the PC, maybe it's Xbox, whatever it might be. But they're sitting down and talking to some of the biggest developers as well as people on the independent side. So, you know, they're talking to people who hold key positions at, you know, big developers like Bethesda on down to indie developers. So um, I really wanted to get them on. Um, they're already beginning to make waves. Um, you know, th things are going really well for them. So I wanted to get them on. And I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. First, guys, um, can you just tell me a little bit about yourselves for the listeners? So um, <clears throat> I'll say a story because this is actually like a, probably almost a year in the making around there. I think one night we were we were drinking, playing Valheim or some game, and we, we were talking about, hey, we should make a podcast about getting drunk and talking about video games. And I think like the initial like concept was we're just going to talk shit about video games. Because we had a lot to get off our chest. The concept name was Drunk Dad Gaming. Yeah, we or something like that. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. that I'm always going to be drunk though. So yeah, okay. and then I think it was on. It was just, that was the idea. We put it out, and then we never talked about it again. Maybe here and there, every once in a while. And then one night, I guess was it June or July? We started this. I can't remember. We launched it in June. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think in June, I was like, "Hey, let's just do it." Really and impromptu. Then, yeah, like literally. Nice. I think we. I, Text him that morning or the night before and was like, hey, let's do this. And then we did it the next day. Recorded yep. two episodes in two days. And then we had one touch talking about like who we are and our favorite games. And then the second one was like an actual topic. And it was indie versus AAA studios. And then uh, we were playing this game called Ready or Not. And we were just playing. I was like, man, it'd be really cool to talk to these guys about, like, about this game. Because we love the game. And yeah. I sent... Uh, his name, oh my God, it's Jacob. Jacob Simpson. Mm -hmm. I sent him an email or a message on LinkedIn okay. out of the blue. And I was like, hey man, we're a nobody podcast. No one's listening. Uh, <laughs> we have no audience. Would you like to come and speak to them? He was <laughs> yeah, like, I'd be happy to, dude. <laughs> yeah. He was, he, was right. like, he was, yeah, he was all about it. And we recorded it like the next day, I think. And it, it for, our, for us, it blew up. It got like 50 views in a day which for a brand new podcast is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of opened the door for us because he recommended people that we should talk to. And then since we had him on the show and we reached out to other people, you know, they, we are, we had some rapport with that industry. Mm -hmm. right. um, I think I reached out after his interview, I reached out to probably 400 game devs and I think we got three responses back. And then it's uh, like job interviews. Yeah, <laughs> you just got to send out the resume, man. See who comes back. Yeah, well, pretty much. 
Now, what you just said actually kind of goes into my next question because, I mean, you know, first it's, uh, you know, it's it's honestly a, a very unique combination to me, um, video games and alcohol. But, you know, even though the podcast is still, you know, relatively new, you know, I know you've had, you know, obviously some serious guests on, like from, you know, guys who have worked on games like Fallout 76 and Skyrim at Bethesda to, you know, a level a level designer who's, you know, worked on Halo Infinite. Um, how, you know, just how difficult has it been, you know, since beginning this, you know, to secure some of these high profile guests in the gaming community that you've already managed to do? I'll jump in on this one. I think DJ, you can probably speak more to the recruitment side of things. It's not something that I've had very much time and, or like a big hand in, um, that's definitely been DJ more so than myself as far as outreach. Um, but that said, I think one of the things that I, maybe have realized since we've been doing this is that they're just people like the people who worked on like these incredible games. And I mean, it goes for movies and music too, right? Is that like at the end of the day, they're people just like us who do a job to make a living and they're excited to talk about the work that they're doing. So it's not like we have to, you know, put out some huge carrot to, to try and draw people in. I think that, you know, it's just like, Hey, like we, we try to basically talk to people who we are actually interested in, which I do think is key, right? I, I think that, yeah. Yeah. you know, we could send out, you know, messages to people who have really popular games, but maybe they're not like our style. I I mean, truthfully, like, would it be interesting to talk to the guy who like thought of Fortnite? Sure. But do I want to have an hour conversation about the systems behind the game? Not really. I play it with my little sister-in-law because she's 11 and likes to play video games and that's where we're at with it. But like not my speed. Right. So that's not someone generally we would approach. And I think that that comes through in the, in the interviews is like, we actually are interested in what we're talking about. It's not just for clicks or an audience. Um, And then the other thing too is, yeah, I mean, I I think people are just really passionate about what they're working on. So giving, you know, game devs a place to talk about, what they're working on specifically. Cause no one dev does it all unless you're talking to a solo dev and those guys are crazy. Had a couple of those guys on. Um, those guys are nuts. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's interested in yeah. what I'm talking about, um, you can check out, we've got episodes with um, Brian Clark, I think is his last name yep. from mortuary assistant, which is like this overnight sensation he built by himself. It's crazy. They're making a movie of it now, like all success to Brian. Um, and then we recently had on a couple of guys who have experience in game dev uh, in, in the industry, right? But um, decided to branch out and kind of go do their own thing. And it's really just giving people a place to talk about their passions. So there's no silver bullet to it, really. Like it just, I think DJ has put together a half decent elevator pitch and we've sent it out to people who look interesting to us. And some of them come back and some of them don't. But the people that we do get to talk to um, so far, it's been a blast. And, um, you know, I feel pretty blessed to have gotten to have conversations with some of these folks. Nice. Yeah, we've been luckily we've we've played games long enough that we can kind of zero in on like those X factors in certain games. Like there's games that we've yeah. never even heard of, but like there'll be like a little clip, um, and it'll just kind of draw our attention. Um, a good example of this is uh, we interviewed this guy named Drew Cummings or Cummins. He's making this game called The Milk Lake. A weird name, kind of drew you on name, right? But then the on Twitter, he had this little clip of just the character movement, and it was really fluid, like super good. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, like I want to send that guy a message." Mm-hmm. And he 
doesn't have like the rapport that some of the solo devs had that we've had on the show. But like that little little snippet, I sent him a message and we ended up getting him on the show. Great guy, has a beautiful mustache. But he did <laughs> I mean he, that's good. He lives in Brooklyn. He lives in a little apartment in Brooklyn and he motion captured the character locomotion in his apartment. Yeah, which, in his New York flat. He did the mocap for the game, which is what that's what instantly made me interested. So DJ sent me a message and was like, dude, check this out. And I watched it. And as someone who's played a lot of games, you can tell when you're looking at top notch animation and it was top notch animation. Like it's a very lifelike movement system. Um, There's really granular details in the way that the character kind of shifts and moves. And then I was reading further down and he was like, yeah, if I shot this in my apartment in New York, like full mocap. So (laughs) he's got a a teenage girl as like the protagonist in the game that he's building. And uh, it's a teenage girl that moves like a middle-aged man, but it's, it's hilarious (laughs) because it, it really does like it moves like a real person. And a lot of the time, like if, if studios don't take the time to mocap you can tell it. And, and uh, to see that, that type of effort that's coming in from one guy, right. Who could be spending his time doing in the numeral in innumerable number of things, right? Words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes they're tricky, <laughs> especially the big ones. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, it was just really cool and he was super personable and it was a great conversation and I can't wait for the game to come out because um, it, it sounds really interesting. And so I think one of the cool things about what we've had the opportunity to do is um, we're getting a sneak peek into the industry from a, you know, a lens that we wouldn't normally have as end users, as like consumers of video games. Right. And then the other thing too, is because we somehow have found ourselves with like this niche in indie development and speaking to indie devs, we're finding out about all these like hidden gems that like, otherwise you wouldn't know about unless you found it buried on, you know, the third page of steam recommends or whatever. Right. But it looks like really quality stuff. And so I'm really excited for the relationships that we're able to build now. uh, And also for like the products that these guys are working on. Because again, I'm more of a consumer. I'm not a game developer in any shape at all. In no way am I a developer, but I love to play them. And so Mm -hmm. finding out about all the hard work that's going into these super cool um, projects has been super fun for us. And so I I think... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, that... that that actually made you know, well, kind of makes me think of something else. Um, you know, at the at the beginning, you talked a little bit about you know deep dives and going into mm-hmm. some of these popular, you know, established game franchises, Assassin's Creed, you know, for for one. Is there any is there any franchise that you know you're most interested in doing your next deep dive on, and why would you want to you you know particularly had, do that one? We've had one that we talked about and that we didn't we haven't pressed the gas pedal on it quite yet but we we want to talk about Forza cuz their their history is really cool and they they make great games um we had some other ideas to talk about too. I have one that I've not talked to DJ about yet at all Oh what is it I want to know But um I was talking to another friend of mine who might be an interesting guest to have on for this particular discussion and he lives in Raleigh so we could do that local all that aside um, is The Last of Us. And the reason that I think that might be a good discussion, especially now, is that The Last of Us Part 1, which is the remake uh, for PS5 of the first game, just released recently. 
Um, so there's some buzz around it. Like it would be kind of timely to get an episode about it out soon. Right. But if you've ever played the last of us, and I don't know if either of you guys have, um, have. you, did you play I the first have. and the second one or just the first? I, I'm still on the first. Um, the second will eventually come. Okay. Thomas, have you played it at all? I actually have not. Tyrone, no. Sorry. No, you're good. Well, um, it's, it's an incredibly, incredibly famous franchise and it's relatively small is the thing is is one of the things that I think is interesting about it. It's like the Assassin's Creed franchise discussion. We had nine or 10 games to dive into. Right. Uh, and it spanned like, well, the first one came out in 07, right? So it spanned, Mm -hmm. you know, more than a decade. So it'd be interesting to have a conversation about a, a much smaller franchise, but that I don't think has had any less of an impact on the gaming universe in the last bit, like the last of us is one of those games that I think created a bunch of new um, fans of narrative based games, which is big for me because as someone who like, that's probably my favorite style of video game. The more fans we can get of that particular flavor of game, right? The more that devs are going to sink time and energy into, you know, high, high output projects. So um, I like it. And, you know, I like to see people get really interested in in those types of games. I also think that um, The Last of Us 1 is one of the better stories ever told in the medium. The right. second one was really, really controversial. Crunch, controversial? Jesus, words tonight, man. But, uh, yeah, I think it would be a really great discussion. Okay. Because, I mean, yeah, when, when I think about that, you know, there's... As soon as you said 4 is a DJ, that made me think of Gran Turismo, you know. That's we're, so know, we were going to tie it in. That's where yeah. it's going to start because yeah, I don't think you can talk about one without including the other. Yeah, that's why the the history is so interesting. Is because Gran Turismo was king, and then mm-hmm. Microsoft wanted to pour pour or God fucking words. Microsoft <laughs> wanted to do a like Ford versus Ferrari move, so that they made Forza, which right. knocked them down a peg. Right, and then that that one little thing alone is great. And it was cool. You know, it's interesting. But what they did and built on to that, like to what it is now, is like it's a it's a crazy story, and one day we'll eventually, you know, get Sit into it. And but, tell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and this concludes part one of my interview with Tyler and DJ. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I will be coming back next week for part two of this interview. Uh, won't be very long, just like. You know, this one wasn't very long either. Hope you guys enjoy it. Have a great day, everyone.